Y'all know it's good to look out and see everybody here tonight. This this is good, y'all. It's good to see a good turnout tonight. It's good to see everybody to come out to to help with our shoe boxes. We made sixty more shoe boxes tonight. Praise wow. the Lord for that. Wow. And a total of two hundred and twelve. Of All right, let's give the Lord a hand for that. Boy, God is good. God, we have a good God that lets us do stuff like that. That's good. And, and also, a special thanks to everybody that helped yesterday at the apartments. We had a fantastic picnic there. It was unbelievable. I looked at the weather Monday night. It said it was going to rain. Prayed about it. And lo and behold, get up yesterday and just have the most beautiful day, perfect day for a picnic. Everybody worked hard. Everything went as smooth as could be. We had delicious food. We had a huge turnout of people from the apartments that came to our service to sing with us and to hear God's word and to eat a burger. And it was good. It was really good. So we, you know, we're, we're blessed, church. We're blessed that we, get, that we get to love each other and that we don't have to fuss and feud and fight. And that makes me pretty happy to, to look out and see everybody smiling, to see you guys working together. You know, somebody was telling me, this is this is this is for free. This is extra. This ain't part of the sermon. So, but somebody was telling me they said, you know, do you think our church is doing okay? You know, we're not really growing in number or anything like that. And I said, well, I said I know. I said I know we don't have a large church. I said, but I think our church is doing great. And sometimes as Christians and especially as a church, we kind of, you know, we put a lot of emphasis on numbers, and it's good. I mean, if we get a thousand people here next Sunday, I praise the Lord. I'm glad for that. But it's not all about numbers, and God can use. A small congregation, sometimes more so maybe than he could use a big congregation. And so whether or not we're, we're, we're growing leaps and bounds in numbers or not, I believe that God's using us, and I believe that we're doing good work for the Lord, and that, that's what matters. So we're just going to keep on doing it, and we're going to give God the glory because he calls us together. He lets us be a part of this good group of believers, and it makes me pretty happy. It makes me pretty happy to see uh, the Lord that we serve and to see each and every one of you guys. All right, Galatians chapter 5, Galatians chapter 5, three little verses tonight, verses 16 through 18. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Give everybody a second to turn there. We should, Lord willing, be able to finish up the book of Galatians by the end of the year, if all goes well. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Let's pray, and then we'll jump in. Father God, it's good to, to get to be here, and I thank you, dear Lord. It's, it's just, it's good. There are no other words that I can think to describe uh, the joy it is. To, to be your servant, God, to be in this room with the rest of your servants, dear Lord, to be in here with brothers and sisters in Christ, to, to get to do stuff like make shoeboxes, dear Lord. That's just such a simple thing, but it is so cool. And so we thank you for being a cool God because you don't have to be cool, God. You don't, you don't have to be good to us, but you are, and we thank you for that. And so I pray that each one of us tonight would just be ready to hear your word, and I pray that we would get something out of it. I pray that you would help speak through me, dear Lord, that I wouldn't mess things up or, or get tongue-tied or be too confused, dear Lord, but I pray that people will read your word and they will hear from you tonight, God, that they would hear from the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would speak into their lives, God, and that they would hear and that they would listen, dear Lord, and that we would 
we would come out of here just getting something good from being here. Whether it's the boxes we make or the songs we sing or the, or, the, or the word that we hear now, God, I hope it's all three of those things. But I pray that in some area tonight that, that everybody has received a blessing from being in your house. And we thank you for the freedom to come and to worship and help us not to take that for granted. I pray that you be with our country, dear Lord, and, and, and keep us free. Keep us on the right track. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Amen. All right, so last week, Paul was talking about, he was kind of shifting the focus. He was, you know, telling them, look, get away from the law, but, but here's what really matters. He's telling them, love your neighbor as yourself. He's saying, look, you're free in Christ, but you don't use that freedom to go and sin. Instead, use the freedom that God has given you to do good for other people, to love other people around you. And so uh, he's kind of sitting the scene as he's trying to, 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 to give them a good foundation in Jesus Christ and keep things uh, together for them and keep them going in the right way. And he follows up on that tonight. Verse 16. I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. So here we have, have a couple of terms here. We've got uh, the Spirit and we've got the flesh. And these two things are in contrast to one another. Now, we see this all throughout the Bible. We see uh, contrasting terms that are used for Christians. Uh, we see that a Christian is referred to as the sheep, and those who are not uh, with Jesus Christ are, are pigs. We have this, this contrast between clean, cleanliness and, and this kind of dirty nastiness as the pigs. And so we see these contrasting terms many times throughout the text. We see Christians referred to as being in the light, and those who are not in Christ who are living in darkness. And so Paul is, is doing a similar thing that we see uh, throughout Scripture here tonight. And he's saying, look, you need to live in the Spirit and not in the flesh. And he says, if you walk by the Spirit, excuse me, I say then walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. That is, do what God leads you to do, which is be obedient to Him and do the good things that His Word tells us to do. And if we are walking by the Spirit then we will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Now, we all have desires of the flesh. Those desires of the flesh are all these worldly things. We all got them. We all have those temptations. We're going to look at some of those. You can go ahead and read ahead this week if you want to at next week's text. And Paul gives some specific examples of things that we have to face, that we have to struggle with in the flesh. But, but what Paul is pointing them to, I think, more deeply here in this text, is he's not just telling them to abandon the law because these people were wanting to live by the law because they thought, all right, I want to do right. The law is what's going to guide me. The law is what's going to tell me what to do. But what Paul is doing is replacing that, saying, no, it's the Holy Spirit that is going to lead you and guide you what to do. The Holy Spirit indwells within us, and the texts say that the law is written on our heart. And so Paul is trying to let them know, hey, look, I'm telling you to abandon the law, but you are not being abandoned by God because he has placed one inside of you. As Jesus says, I'm going to send a counselor, a comforter, who is going to be in you, Jesus said when he left, and that is the Holy Spirit. And so Paul is saying, look, when we are in Christ, we are indwelled by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we don't have to follow the letter of the law. We follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And if we are following the leading of the Holy Spirit, then we will not walk in the flesh. If we as Christians are not being obedient and listening to the Holy Spirit, guess what we are going to do? 
we are going to do the works of the flesh. And so if we walk in the Spirit, Paul says we don't have to worry about these, these works of the flesh. Let's read a little further. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit. The Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want. Excuse me. So the, the, the spirit and the flesh are, are opposed to one another. Because here's the thing. As, as human beings, typically what we want to do is bad. I mean, typically the th there are things that we want to do that are sinful, that God does not desire, but they just are so much fun. And it's so easy to want to do those things. We don't have to be taught to want to do those things. We just know, and there are just certain things that we just want to do. And they seem good at first sight, but God's Word would tell us that many of those things that seem good to us are not good at all. And so we need to be in God's Word and we need to be led by the Spirit so we will know what is good and what is not good because it is the Spirit that is within us that kind of causes this little war to go on. It's our conscious. We could call it our, our conscious. It's, it lets us know that when we want to do those things that are sinful, there's that little something in there for the Christian that we just know that it's just not right. And that's the Holy Spirit who is leading and guiding us. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Ain't that good? Because, see, the Holy Spirit is going to convict us based on what the intent, what the heart of the law was, not necessarily by the letter of the law. And so it is possible, it is possible for someone to follow the letter of the law, not perfectly, but to follow a lot of them. It would be possible for us to follow a lot of the letter of the law, but miss the intent of the law. And that's what Paul was concerned about with the people here in Galatia. That's what we see that Jesus was concerned about with so many people that he ministered to. They were following the letter, exactly what was said, but they were missing the importance and why it was important. It wasn't necessarily exactly what was said, but why it was said. It wasn't necessarily what God said when he gave them the law, but they were missing the purpose of why God told them not to do things or why it was important for them to do things a certain way. Take, for instance, we were just making shoeboxes back there, and we were putting scissors in the shoebox, and somebody, I don't know who had the scissors or who, had the, who said it, but I heard somebody say it, and they said, you know, don't run with them scissors. All right? Now, we've all probably heard that or said that our whole life. And so if I were to tell somebody, don't run with scissors, then the point is clear. They shouldn't run with scissors. Okay, so what if they say, all right, I'm not going to run with scissors, but I'm going to go jump on the trampoline with scissors, I'm going to dance with scissors, I'm going to jog with scissors, I'm going to do all these other things with scissors. They're doing exactly what I said, right? They're not running with scissors. But they've missed the whole point. They've missed the whole point. The purpose of, of us saying don't run with scissors is because you might poke your eye out or poke them into your stomach or poke them into you and hurt yourself. And so it's possible to follow the rule but miss the purpose. If we understand the purpose is, we shouldn't do anything dangerous with scissors because it may cause harm to us, then we've got it. 
then we know we shouldn't dance or jump on the trampoline. The same is true with God's Word. The same is true with God's Word. He gives us His Word, and it's possible for us to follow the letter of the law, but miss the intent and miss the good in it. Because it can't cover, uh, the Bible doesn't cover every single specific situation that we go through in our life. But if we understand the intent of why God gives us His commands, why God tells us to do the things we should, should do, and why God tells us we shouldn't do the things we shouldn't do, if we understand the purpose behind that, the heart behind that, of why He told us that, then that will help us to stay out of trouble. And that's what Paul was trying to get the point across to the people. He was saying, look, you're not under the letter of the law anymore, but praise the Lord, you're under something so much better. You don't have to memorize the law, and you don't have to tuck it in your shirt and pull it out and read it and study it. You have something so much better than what was written on paper. He's saying you have the Holy Spirit that indwells in you. You have the Holy Spirit who is God inside of you telling you what is right and wrong, letting you know what is right and wrong, giving you that conviction so that you can do what God desires for you to do. And the same Holy Spirit that indwelt in those Christians who were in Galatia is the same Holy Spirit that indwells in you and I. It's the same Holy Spirit that indwells in you and I. And that's what we need to pray is that God will give us discernment so that we will know when the Holy Spirit is convicting us, so that we will know when the Holy Spirit may be calling us to do something. Now, the devil will try to call us to do stuff, too. We have those opposing, opposing spirits to Satan. He wants to get us to do all these sinful things and all these things of the flesh. And so we must have discernment so that we know what God's calling us to. But for me, it's good as a Christian to know that God is with me, that God has not just abandoned me, that Jesus didn't leave and say, well, I've died for you, I've done my part, I'm going up to heaven, I'll see you later maybe if you make it. Praise the Lord that God didn't do that. Praise the Lord that God left his word for us. And praise the Lord that God gave us the Holy Spirit so that we can be guided. So let us seek God and ask him to give us discernment so we know what he calls us to do so that we are not led astray, so that we are not tempted to give in to things like these people in Galatia were, so that we are not torn about when people come and say this and say that and all these things that people will try to say that will get us off track because it's the Holy Spirit that's going to keep us grounded in God's Word and recall to us what God's Word says. Let's pray. God, I come to you now and I thank you for uh, these words that we have tonight. I pray that you would help us to... To be on guard, dear Lord, we see the things that the people of Galatia have to go through. We see the words that you sent to them through Paul, and those words are the same for us, dear Lord. We don't want to walk in the ways of the flesh, and sometimes we do, dear Lord. Just like uh, Paul says in the book of Romans, he says that you know he wants to do what is right, but, then, but he can't do it. There's just something in him, and he, and he wants to, and it's just a constant struggle. And God, we get that. We get that because we face it every day, dear Lord. It's like we know what's right and we know, we know we're supposed to do it and we want to, God, but sometimes we just don't. But God, thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit because God, on our own, we could never, never overcome our sinfulness. We could never overcome our temptation. We could never overcome our fleshly desires, God, but thank you for not leaving us on our own to do that. God, you send the Holy Spirit to be our strength, to be our comfort, to be our guidance, to help us get through those things. God, give us the strength to do what we should do when we can't, dear Lord, when we don't have the strength, when we don't have the ability, but we know 
We know what we should do, God. Help us to be able to do it. And we just thank you, dear Lord, for these words. And I pray that you'd help us to, to tuck them away and to remember them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.